G'day, welcome back to another episode of the My Pig Podcast. Thank you for joining us on your holistic development journey here with the Brown Dog. G'day, Jugs. G'day, everyone. Thanks for joining us again for another My Peak episode. We're looking forward to this one. This one's going to be very exciting. Oh, it could be the best episode we've ever done and will ever do on the My Peak Podcast. It's a bit of a change of scenery. We're standing up. Yeah, we are standing up here at uh, the Brown Dog's Joint, looking out at the back garden, which has just gone in this week. Yeah, new veggie garden. It's looking fantastic. Helps with my holistic development, absolutely. <laughs> Environmental, <laughs> mental health, bit of everything out there in the garden. Very good. All right, let's introduce today's topic because I'm very excited for this one. Today, we're going to talk about the four things we or you can learn from Dylan Edwards. It's a great topic. Yeah, it's a fantastic episode we've got planned. Dylan Edwards is, as you can tell if you're an NRL fan, a fantastic uh, NRL player who plays for the Penrith Panthers, but also a fantastic uh, person off the field, which we're going to talk a little bit about today. Yeah, not that we know Dylan Edwards at all. Well, Dylan Edwards knows us, but that's the whole point of the episode because we think that we can learn a lot from Dylan Edwards just by watching the way he played throughout, not just this season, but the kind of since he started playing in the NRL when he, well, I actually remember Dylan Edwards playing against the Melbourne Storm <laughs> and he got pulled from the field after 50 minutes because he dropped about seven high balls. And then just last week he was standing on probably the biggest stage in NRL, maybe State of Origins bigger, but receiving the Clive Churchill medal for player of the grand final. It's an incredible achievement for anyone to do what he's done, but under his circumstances as well. And I think when Jug spoke to me about doing this episode, he spoke about how Dylan Edwards is a perfect My Peak ambassador, someone who uh, prioritizes the things that we preach about and speak about off the field and in reflection has a fantastic on-field performance and someone who isn't necessarily the most talented player in the NRL by any means but someone who's found a way to execute what he does best and do it consistently and now his name's up in lights all the time well if you go back to the representative round state of origin international games I think Dylan Edwards was the only player in their 17 to not be playing in the representative round that's incredible (laughs) (laughs) yet come grand final he's there well, him and Toto, but obviously Clive Churchill medalist was Dylan Edwards. It was disappointing not to see him in the uh, Kangaroos squad, but I think with the fullback um, array in that squad, it's probably fair enough, but I would have loved to just seen him be involved in that squad and, and get a little bit of feel around those guys. Not that he's not in a professional setup anyway, but it just would have, I reckon, been a nice reward for him to be touring with that uh, squad after the year that he's had. Yeah, well... I agree. I would love to see him in there, but unfortunately, when you're up against Teddy and even Luttrell, it's just Dylan Edwards, what he does so well, which we'll talk about, won't sort of always blend in with that Australian setup as well, unfortunately. All right, let's talk about the first thing we can learn from Dylan Edwards. Now, Dylan Edwards is a product of his environment. And Mm. this is a fantastic thing that I think a lot of athletes need to take into consideration around what environment are they placing themselves in or even more importantly, what environment are they creating or having an influence on in that environment? Well, this is, if you heard, I reckon I've had many debates with other people about Dylan Edwards over the last two years. And this was always like people's 
almost like their excuse to say he wasn't a good player. It's like Dylan Edwards is only good because he plays for Penrith. You could chuck any other fullback in the NRL into that system and they would be just as if not better than Dylan Edwards. So you hear this uh, argument all the time in order to talk down players, but I think it's a two-way street. Dylan Edwards is like a product of his environment, and I agree, if Dylan Edwards was at another club, he wouldn't be the same player, but vice versa. Dylan Edwards is also like a good demonstration of the environment bringing out the best in Dylan Edwards and Dylan Edwards bringing the best out of the Penrith system as well. Massively underrated, I think, the role that he plays in the environment of that team. I think it's so easy for his teammates to look left and right, whether it's at training or behind them when it's in a game, and having him there definitely influences the kind of environment that Penrith try and have each and every week and and the culture that they're starting to develop. Because I would argue that the argument of chucking any other NRL fullback into the Penrith system, I reckon no other fullback in the game would play the same role with the same success as what Dylan Edwards has in the, in the Penrith system. And we'll talk about it in a couple of our other points for what we can learn, but just the way he goes about his work, his business, what he does and what he values, the little things that he values. Well, I don't want to give too much away here, but I think that's a massive reason why Penrith have had the success that they have in the last two or three years. And playing, obviously, against the fact that, yes, he influences the environment, but now what we also is a bit of a no-brainer is the environment helps him to perform so incredibly week in and week out. When you are involved in an environment that is so well oiled that allows each person to play their role, I just think about, you know, touchy Newcastle, for example, and how Caelan Pong is trying to play three or four different roles in that team each week. If you're not in an environment where you can express yourself in your best way, doing the things that you do best and not trying to go left or right, you can become so good at your niche, so good at your skill, because you know you can rely on the other players to take care of their role. And I think that's what's so great about Penrith is no one tries to play outside their role. And, and this is where Dylan Edwards has been able to just flourish in his position at fullback. He doesn't play necessarily like many other fullbacks in the comp, but what he does is plays his role absolutely perfectly, and now he's getting recognized for how good he does it. Yeah, well, the Penrith system's obviously working. It's extremely successful. They've won all four premierships this year from the juniors up to first grade but I think just touching on it again like I agree if Dylan Edwards was at another club he wouldn't be the same player but just the way that he's molded the environment and well obviously thrived in the environment that Ivan Cleary and the support staff have created there at Penrith is just a great indicator of how we spoke about it a couple episodes ago about trust in the process and uh allowing the people and the players and the support staff around you to bring the best out in you as a player or in a, and as a person for that matter, which makes him the player that he is on the field. Yeah, and I, I love that word thrive. And I think if you're an athlete out there listening and thinking about what you can take away from this first point, it's are you in an environment that's allowing you to flourish or thrive, as Cam said, and, and, and able to do it in your best way possible with the skills that you're best at? Or are you trying to do multiple different roles? Are you getting sort of maybe, is someone else playing your role so you're finding another way to do it? Um, what kind of what kind of things are you learning and, and, and thinking of right now as you listen to, are you a, a good or are you a negative product of the environment? And are you able to um, influence the environment positively? Are you able 
to express your feelings, express your emotions, able to sort of live by your values and character to help that environment be the best it can for everyone else. Yeah, it is easier said than done. I'm sure there'd be a lot of NRL fullbacks that would kill to be in Dylan Edwards' position, but we're not saying that everyone can be in that position. Obviously, there's only one fullback at the Penrith Panthers, but we're saying that you can actually influence the environment that you're in as well. It's not just you gaining success of being in that successful environment by fluke or chance. It's a two-way street. You can influence the environment and the players and the coaches around you, which obviously in Dylan Edwards' case has been a big influence on him and his career. All right, number two. The second thing that you can learn from Dylan Edwards is the one percenters, something that he does regardless of situation, regardless of intensity, regardless of opposition. He is so consistent in what he does on the field that allows him to then in big moments stay in muscle memory or stay in in automatic because he's training himself so consistently to do those one percenters. Yeah, he does it better than, arguably better than anyone I've seen play NRL. The one percenters he does both on and off the field, like the way he can organize that defensive line at the Panthers, which has been why they're a major reason why they've been so successful, their defensive uh, structures, if you like. But the way he organizes and the role he plays in that defensive line, like if you watch, I think if you haven't watched Dylan Edwards live, I think next season, grab yourself a ticket and go and watch what he does on the field to organize the Penrith defensive system. Every time like a third player in a tackle runs back to the defensive line, Dylan Edwards is directing them exactly where they need to be. Then... I noticed this one in the grand final. You probably don't remember. Sean Lane got called for an obstruction. They just finally got the ball in attacking, it was, I reckon, the 50th minute. And Sean Lane ran a line and took Cleary out. And mm. it was given a penalty. Mm. And Dylan Edwards was had his hands up before... I was watching Dylan Edwards before, just as about Lane was about to make contact with Cleary... Edwards already had his hands up in the air. <laughs> that's how well he's watching. His game awareness. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So he's just the one percenters that he does like consistently. He's never like a 10 out of 10 performance. Even in the grand final, it was probably, even though he couldn't have played any better, you probably still wouldn't give him a 10 out of 10, but he's never below an 8. He's always an 8 or 9 out of 10 every single time he steps onto the field. And I think it's because of those one percenters he does so well. And you think about, we get to see all the one percenters he does on the field, but you think about how well he's doing those one percenters off the field. And I think this is where you can really train yourself. If you're listening to this now and thinking, well, how can I actually get better at the one percenters? You're only going to spend a small percentage of your week on the field, whether it's you know a full day of cricket or 80 minutes of NRL, 90 minutes of soccer, whatever, you, whatever sport you're playing, you're only going to have a tiny percentage where you can execute your one percenters in your game. So if you're not practicing them, off the field in your everyday life, and it's going to be very hard for you to be, like I spoke about before, on automatic or muscle memory when it comes to the game to execute those one percenters. It's something you need to practice regularly. And we've got a little story about Dylan Edwards and the one percenters where we saw him well, at. Just before we go on with that, I think, and we spoke about it before, like what are one percenters? I reckon if we did this with Dylan Edwards, if we sat Dylan Edwards down now, and said, these are what we classify as some one percenters that you do really well that other people don't, I reckon he would be like, oh, they're not one percenters. Because mm. that's, 
his game is built around doing the one percenters. Yeah, I love that. So for him, the one percenters, like say you compare him and Latrell Mitchell. So Latrell Mitchell's in line to play fullback for Australia before Dylan Edwards is, or you assume that's why Dylan Edwards isn't in the squad. But if you sat down and had one percenters, Latrell would tick these boxes. I reckon Dylan Edwards' answers would be completely different. Yeah, and I love that because that's nothing against either player. Like, Latrell is a freak of nature. He's one of those guys you grow up with and you go, that bloke's just a freak. He's a gun. Where Dylan Edwards has identified that he's going to be have, to have to be so perfect in, in these areas, which we classify as 1% as he doesn't, and that's what allows him to be so good the way he plays because he knows that he has to get these done. Latrell knows he can, you know, I'm sure his preparation is how he needs it to be, but he can walk on the field and win a game in the first five minutes or the last five minutes. Dylan Edwards will win you the game over 80 minutes. Mm, I like that. But back to the story, I've seen, lucky enough to see Dylan Edwards execute some of these one percenters off the field. And again, we could argue, and I would strongly argue, they're bigger than one percenters. The first one was the first player, and in fact, one of the only players full-time NRL grand final. Dylan Edwards is probably, as humble as he is, aware that he's going to win the Clive Churchill. <laughs> <laughs> and... Ashley Klein and the refs kind of hung around a little bit and then they were walking off the field to get out of there, you know. As you do as a ref, you don't want to stick around too much. And there was one player that ran, proper run, jogged towards Ashley Klein. Like he hasn't covered enough metres in the game. Yeah, stopped him and shook his hand. And then Klein turned around, shook his hand, and then Ashley Klein continued to walk off. And no other player, they might have done it in the sheds or whatnot after the game, but on the field, Dylan Edwards was the only person to shake the ref's hand. It's brilliant. Yeah. It speaks volumes of who he is. And it's those acts where, you know, like we've said, you can just learn so much from him. Like his humility there is phenomenal. But the fact that, you know, out of every other player there that, that could go and do that, it's absolutely no surprise when you see that one bloke running towards the referees. And then Edwards... Could have gone back to his teammates to celebrate, but he was probably well aware that he's going to have a lot of time to celebrate. He then went and shook the opposition's hand. Yo was already shaking their hands. He was the first Penrith player. That's no surprise. But then Edwards was the second player that joined Yo and just walked around, picked like if blokes were all crouched down, he'd give them a hand, lift them up, shake their hand, and then move on to the next player. It was incredible. It was no surprise. Like That's why I was looking, because I know... I knew that that's what was going to happen. Mm. You know that it was... Well, I thought Edwards would have been the first to go to the opposition, but when it was Yo, that's no surprise either. But then when Edwards went, it's like, there's two guys that represent everything that we're about here at my peak. The second time we were lucky enough to see Dylan Edwards execute some of these 1%ers off the field, we were... Where were we? At Nepean Square. Nepean Square. was after a holiday clinic for my peak, I think it was. As we do, we try to pop into Coles for some soy crisps, (laughs) a lovely afternoon snack before training. And there's a great man. He's wandering. He's about to wander into Coles. He's just in front of us, and we're sort of watching eagerly around how he's going to interact with, you know, the the community and what he's going to do and how he presents himself. And I think you saw it better than I did. But he he walked past the fruit market there. Yeah, well, he walked past the fruit market, and there was a couple of oranges that had just someone obviously fallen off the shelf. Collected their oranges, and a couple have fallen down prior. We didn't see that happen. The oranges were just sitting on the ground, and. Dylan kind of went to walk and they got him his way. Instead of just stepping out of the way, he just picked up a couple of oranges and threw them back onto the shelf. Mm. It's just like what we spoke about at the start. You're only going to be on the field for a small percentage of your week. If 
you're not training your one percenters during the week it's not going to become natural to you and the fact that there was no hesitation mm. it was so natural for him to go oh well, obviously you pick them up mm. obviously that's what you do that's the right thing to do which is leading in very comfortably to the third thing we can learn from dylan edwards and it's playing with your values or playing by your values yeah i think it's a common thing if you see successful sports people obviously we're cricket but talking about a bit of footy today but i think the player that you are on and off the field has to be kind of like the same you want to be the same person so when you're stepping on the field you don't want to be trying to be someone different to who you are when you're out there trying to perform your skills or be the player that you are on the field and i think like those stories we just spoke about, Dylan Edwards is a product of who he is as a person and he's the exact same as he is off the field and in what he is when he's on the field. And that's why he values those one percenters and bases his game around doing the little things well and hence why he's so successful in that Penrith system. Yeah, I actually find it a little bit frustrating when I see players act differently on the field than they do off the field and so many times you know they talk about like white line fever or we're in a contest we've got to compete all these things and i massively agree with that but i also think that the person you are under pressure speaks a lot about your character and in the game we're often under pressure and and we often need to try and find ways to deal with those but it's very easy to see what people value when they're in the heat of the moment because they they're on this automatic they're in that sort of fight or flight mode and they make quick decisions and if you can't, if you're not practicing being a good person off the field, it can be very hard when you're in the midst and you've got this pressure building up on you in the game to then think clearly and act with clarity and make sure that you're still living by your values on the field. It's very easy when you're in a comfortable environment, you're dictating your circumstances to live by what you value. But if you're not practicing it enough and you're not sort of speaking about it enough and you're not writing them down, then you know once you're in the heat of the battle, those things can very quickly um become sort of a second thought to to winning or getting on top of the opposition and as important as those things are doing them the right way is is much more important and that's what i think dylan does so well yeah and going on from that we spoke about how consistent dylan edwards is like if you are going out there and trying to be someone different to who you are or play some different role or different style of playing sometimes it will come off Mm. but sometimes it's not and Dylan Edwards, like we said, he might not be a 10 out of 10 player in any game, but he's never any lower than an 8. And that's why, like, he's the same, his consistency comes from his approach and his processes. And like we spoke about, that's his values are so evident when he's on the field. And the thing that I loved, have you ever seen Nathan Cleary, ah, uh, not Nathan, Ivan Cleary excited in the... <laughs> he's not like I did when... I know what you're going to say yeah. when Dylan Edwards made that tackle. The only time I've ever seen Ivan Cleary show him, even after the game when he's shaken players' hands on the field, mm. they've just won a premiership. He still wasn't. Like You can tell he's happy. He's obviously happy, but he's not showing much emotion. But Dylan Edwards makes a Scotty Sattler tackle down the sideline, and he's fist-pumping and yahooing out of his chair yeah. because Dylan Edwards made that tackle. And that was like another um, example of how... Dylan Edwards is everyone's so happy for him. That's touchy with this argument about when he won the medal. But um, how happy they were because he made that tackle. And you just knew that he was going to be there in that moment. It's just reliability. And like, if you read Ivan's body language, it was almost like this 
of course like of course like of course that was going to happen like there was never any doubt like it was just this reliability they have on dylan that just makes him so excitable that it's like in the biggest moment in the grand final biggest moment of the year he's there making that tackle and it just it was so it was so wholesome to see how excited ivan was like it actually made me really excited yeah. and then after he made that tackle guess how many runs he had in the next set three two oh too many he had three <laughs> runs he always has one early and then fourth tackle gets the boys to where nathan needs to kick the ball and sets up a good kick for clearing all right the fourth thing that we can learn from dylan edwards is about executing your game and executing your role and i touched on it a little bit earlier how i spoke that dylan edwards doesn't necessarily play like a lot of other fullbacks in the comp he doesn't do all that much ball playing he doesn't sort of act as a half or anything like that but what he does do is execute the things that he knows the fullback must do yeah especially like we said we spoke about like the environment and the system at Penrith and how like Cleary and Luai do all the ball playing you've got two of the best ball players in the game but Edwards doesn't try and step in there and join in or tread on anyone's toes he just knows what he has to offer to the team and like we say, his consistency in executing his role in the side, he could easily, especially like when you're up 28 nil in a grand final, he could easily just slip and try and do something to set up a try or do a miracle play. But no, he knows his role within the team, executes it perfectly every single game, and that's why he's so successful. I love how you spoke about that he doesn't get in there and sort of try and step on Cleary or Luo's toes and, and get involved because I so often, relating this to our sport in cricket, you often see people want to try and mimic or, or act on how the other person's performed. For example, so often you think about two batters in the middle, one batter starts to go, the other batter thinks, oh, I can do that too, or oh, you watch something on TV, oh, I'll be able to do that too. Maybe one bowler's taking a few wickets, so you think, well, I've bowled well, I might try and chase a few wickets. And I think rather than just consistently doing what you know you can do well, which is actually more beneficial for the team, you start to chase, well, I can do that as well. Like I want some praise for that. And I think Dylan Edwards is a really good example how if over a long period of time you can execute what you're good at, it will influence the team so beneficially and that's when you'll get recognized for it. Not the the big cutout pass or the big left foot step or the grubber in behind the line and there's no fullback, whatever it might be. The fact that you can execute what you're good at for a long period of time resulting in, in Penrith's case, two premierships or three grand finals in three years and then get recognized for it, I think that's so much better. Well, I think that's why everyone's starting to realize now how good he is because it doesn't, what he does for the side isn't flashy. It doesn't look good. He doesn't have a highlights package that stops you and goes, holy dooly, look at this bloke. But now that he's done it for two or three years consistently, now everyone's starting to realize that this bloke can, <laughs> he's a proper player. And if you go back at the stats, I heard a stat yesterday. I think the last 77 games Penrith have played, we've won 66 of the 77 games. And I'm pretty sure, was it this year or last year, we lost two games and they were both Dylan Edwards didn't play. Was it this year? It might have been this year. He was. I know he was out for a couple of games because I think Charlie Staines played fullback. Nah, nah, Critter. Did he? Oh, Staines actually did play a game this year. Yeah, I, think. I thought he did. But anyway, whatever it was, there was a common trend that, I think it was last year, 
when we lost a couple of games, it was when it wasn't during Origin when all the stars were out. It was when Dylan Edwards wasn't there. I think the last thing and one thing I just want to touch on is the humility of of the bloke. And I think this is something that we can often miss in sport. And I understand that a lot of players love to celebrate and they love to do it flashy. And I think you know, good on them the amount of work that they've put in and the discipline they've showed over a long period of time. But the thing that I love about Dylan and something that I have always held close in my values is is sort of being able to be humble in those times of success. And I think that's something that a lot of people can can take a lesson from because, you know, I'm I'm of the opinion that it can all be taken away from you very quickly. Um, and I think if you can remain humble in those times of success um it's very very attractive to those around you yeah absolutely and he like we said those couple of stories about after the game him and yo being the two players to go straight to the opposition knowing that they're going to have plenty of time to celebrate with their team but we've got another story about dylan edwards Hmm. so like dylan edwards's game like we say it's built around his one percenters which we said i don't think he would classify as one percenters he does the little things so well, and that's what makes him the player he is in that Penrith side. You just—I'd love to know his like preparation and his like. So, how fit he is is a key. If he wasn't as fit as what he was, there's no way he would be the player that he is. Absolutely. Like you remember two weeks ago against Rabbitohs in the dying minutes, he made that tackle. I don't think it was Latrell. He made a tackle on someone when he could have just given up. Rabbitoh's score doesn't affect the game, makes a tackle, but doesn't just make the tackle. Luttrell then got the ball and put a kick in, and Edwards was mm, back there. I remember that, because yeah. he tackled them on like the 40 or 30 metre line, yeah, yeah. and then he got back to like the 20 or 10 yeah. metre line, and that's where he picked up the ball, and the commentators... I remember seeing it live. I was like, Dylan's going to get there. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, he's there. Oh my gosh, he's picked that up. And then the commentators are like, and guess who it is? Dylan Edwards is there. How did he get there after making that tackle? And I remember watching it and just thinking, oh my God, I was tracking yeah, him. Yeah, thinking, you just knew he was, like we said earlier. With it's that just the reliability. You know he's going to be there. But he couldn't do all these things if he's, like we said, I reckon he's a product of what my peak's about. You could see his like, emphasis on his fitness mm. and that doesn't just come from exercise. That would come from nutrition, sleep, recovery, mental, like how he can just produce the same results all the time, mental, emotional. He did, I don't know when it was, it was before they went on this run. I reckon it was before 2020. There was a story that I, I think actually I read this story before the 2020 grand final and they released an article and the, I don't know who it was, like a talent scout, um, wrote this article. It's a great article and a little paragraph on each player and like a story that he's noticed about them coming through. There was one preseason where... They were running a 400-meter lap. Well, Dylan Edwards, every player in the Penrith lot, in the Penrith team lined up and they raced Dylan Edwards. So you would have, say it's you, Brownie, I'm going to race you for a 400. Mm. You beat me, you get a little rest. Next bloke lines up, takes you on. Mm. Dylan Edwards beat every single player in the Penrith lineup. It's incredible. I think if you've ever run a four if you have never run a 400 just go and run a 400 and realize how and in, how incredibly intense it is and, and try and run at a decent clip because obviously dylan edwards are trying to beat these fresh players they'd yeah be, they're they'd all be fresh. On the burner. 
I reckon he's probably running an average of just under a minute for every 400, I reckon. It'd be a 58, 59 second 400. Yeah. And in some circumstances, he'd have to go harder to beat the really fit blokes. Yeah, yeah. So he's versing like professional athletes. Imagine stepping up. He's just run 10. Or in some cases, he might have yeah done 20. And then you're fresh and Dylan still beats you. Yeah, it's incredible. And like you said, Cam, it is a it is very much a product of what we preach here at My Peak, the importance of the uh, the off-field um, holistic um, uh, topics that just make such a big difference when you're on the field. Um, Dylan is the perfect ambassador, like we spoke about. He's someone that you just love. He's, he's my favorite player. Yeah, I <laughs> tend to top. agree. I just love watching him have success, especially now that he's getting the recognition for the player he is and the impact that he has on the game in that Penrith side. Well, I hope you found this episode really insightful and practical and some ways that you can really implement uh, the things that Dylan Edwards does into your off-field and on-field performance. Uh, He's an incredible athlete, an incredible person, and we're really, really blessed to be able to talk about him on today's episode. Yeah, if you learn anything from today, just think how big of an impact these little one percenters of holistic development can have on your game and we're talking about a footy player but obviously that's directly applicable to cricketers as well and think about how many ways you can improve between now and your next game without actually being in the nets or at training in order to increase your performance come game day as always guys if you have any questions for cam and i we're more than happy to speak to anyone about their on-field or off-field performance whether it be their holistic topics or their actual skill element please reach out we're here to help um, if you're an athlete looking to get involved at my peak make sure you head over to our website um, fill out your details and cam and i'll be in touch shortly to help you on your holistic development journey all right we'll catch you next time on the my peak podcast